0: This is Acropulse Strive Time, brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright future for all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. The House is set to pass the Farmworker Modernization Act this evening, but will it survive the Senate? Robert Gunther with United Fresh Produce Association says he's working with Republicans and Democrats in the Senate to garner support. I think there's a huge potential
1: uh, to bring uh, Republican votes uh, in favor of this. Uh, And I think we can get to 60 votes on both of these pieces of legislation. And so I I am hopeful that the Senate majority will engage with discussions in the minority to address any concerns that they have, that they'll put the legislation on the floor, that they'll uh, allow for an amendment process. And at the end of the day, that they'll move to, to final uh, votes on final passage. I think we can get this done.
0: The bill would provide a path to legal status for undocumented agricultural workers and expand the H-2A visa program. It's supported by the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, National Milk Producers Federation, National Farmers Union, and the Western Growers Association, but not the American Farm Bureau. We feel confident that Farm Bureau will come to the table once it gets to the Senate and look
1: for those changes that they would like to see. I mean, what I would say to this is been the case in every bipartisan legislative effort in the past two decades. You know, they're detractors, but we can't afford to sit back and let that dominate the discussion as much as we need to continue to move forward.
0: AFBF argues in part that a provision in the bill would make farms vulnerable to lawsuits by H-2A workers and does not support it. We're just days away from the fifth annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit next Monday through Wednesday. Special guests include Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack and EPA Administrator Michael Regan. Register at agripulse.com. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at SugarAlliance.org. A biofuel economics professor says the ethanol industry is recovering better than he expected this time a year ago. Tristan Brown, an energy resource economics professor at the State University of New York, says the outlook looked pretty bleak back in late March and early April of 2020.
1: They have done far better than I think a lot of people expected, certainly better than you know I had anticipated at that time. The uh, ethanol sector in particular moved very rapidly to producing hand sanitizer, and that ended up being, you know, in many ways a saving grace for a lot of companies because they were able to continue to produce and continue to generate income even at a time, you know, think about your market shrinking by 50% in a couple of weeks, and that's catastrophic.
0: A year ago from tomorrow, the industry was bracing for shutdowns. March nineteenth, 2020, Renewable Fuels Association president and CEO Jeff Cooper was discussing how futures and spot prices were rapidly falling.
1: April ethanol futures closed at 95 cents per gallon yesterday. They're back up over a dollar this morning. We also saw spot prices in the Chicago market uh, down to 95 or 96 cents yesterday. So it's not surprising then that ethanol producer margins have also fallen and, and are deeply in deep negative territory in the last several days.
0: With gasoline demand picking up as more people start to drive again, Brown says it should get a lot better for the industry from here on out. According to Energy Information Administration data analyzed by RFA for the week ending March 12th, ethanol production expanded 3.5% to 40.7 million gallons daily, a 12-week high. But production remained 6.2% below the same week last year. A newly introduced bill would help the U.S. Forest Service plant 1.2 billion trees in national forests and would create nearly 49,000 jobs over the next decade. The Replant Act was introduced by Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, Senator Rob Portman of Ohio, Representative Jimmy Panetta of California, and Mike Simpson of Idaho. Lawmakers say demand for reforestation has vastly outpaced the current funding available, which has contributed to a backlog of nearly 2 million acres in need of restoration. Each year, only 15% of the National Forest Tree Planting backlog is addressed. The bill removes the current funding cap of $30 million per year in the Reforestation Trust Fund, making an average of $123 million annually available for reforestation in national forests. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade environment, and regulatory news, visit agropulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nulli.